Andrew, what makes you feel valued? Well, I think one thing in particular that makes me feel valued is when you genuinely desire to spend time with me. And that might be tied to my love language, which is quality time. It it is also in regard to other people showing genuine interest in getting to know me. So when people genuinely pursue to get to know me better, then that makes me feel valued and significant in their eyes. Andrew, what what makes you feel not valued by someone? The first thing that comes to mind when you ask that, when I was younger and my older siblings and maybe when cousins were over or something, my older siblings and the older cousins would go do stuff, like whether it be go Black Friday shopping or something like that, where I was too young to do that. That made me feel left out, and that didn't seem fair to me. Emma, what makes you feel valued? Ooh, that's a hard one. For me, I really feel valued when people, like if you have a busy schedule on a day when I'm supposed to go to a birthday party and you find time to, even with your busy schedule, take me to that birthday party and take me home from that birthday party. That makes me feel loved and like I'm important and that I matter. What makes you feel undervalued or devalued? If somebody's excluding me from a group conversation or... If I'm, like, standing in front of them and they whisper to each other so I can't hear. As far as mom and dad goes, what makes you feel undervalued by us? When I'm getting in trouble and the person who's getting me in trouble doesn't hear my case, you did this, here's your consequence, end of story. Like, I'm not going to let you talk at all. Or when someone interrupts me, it kind of makes me feel devalued and like you don't have a say in this conversation especially since I'm the youngest I feel like at church and in my small group and you know everywhere I'm kind of the youngest it's kind of saying to me when somebody interrupts me your opinion doesn't matter you don't matter yeah hi guys it is so good to be with you today I love talking to you guys I just think it's great that you guys are listening today. We appreciate your time. We know that you have to be intentional about the time you spend, and we love that you chose to spend it with us. We pray for you guys, and we hope that you have a beautiful day, because life is wonderful. I love life. It's a good life. (laughs) Abby, what makes you feel valued? So what makes me feel valued is when somebody intentionally tells me how I'm important to them in their life. So recently one of my friends told me, she (laughs) it's kind of ironic, but she sent me a text telling me how I was so good at giving words of affirmation. (laughs) And I thought that was really nice. I also really like when somebody notices a good part about me, like a good character or or an area that I've worked hard in my life and almost a reward for how hard I've worked, even if I didn't, especially if I did not ask for reward or try to do it where nobody noticed. And I love to laugh with people. That's awesome. Okay, so when do you feel undervalued? devalued 
Um, I would say I feel undervalued when someone forgets to include me. When do you feel undervalued by dad or I? That's a good question. If you don't, if, if it feels like you don't trust my character, like, like I, I work hard to do my work excellently, like on Saturday when we're cleaning the house, I try to be intentional about doing everything excellently. And so when you question that or, or don't notice, like if you saw something that I'd done that wasn't excellent, you're like, you, you seem to always do this when you don't notice that I really do try to do things excellent. Today we're learning how to value one another more effectively within our family. Every person in your family is unique in what makes them feel valued or not valued. We just heard the unique answers from three of our children. What would your kids say? Now Rich is going to join me for the rest of this episode, and much of our examples are related to marriage, but these valuing principles that we're going to talk about apply to every relationship in your home. You're listening to the Practically Speaking Mom podcast, the place for an intentional mom to build a strong family. Let's get started with more intentional right now. In an earlier marriage minute, Val and I discussed the question, what makes you feel valued by your spouse and what makes your spouse feel valued by you? We're going to take that concept deeper this time and look at four commitments that we identified that can really help us to feel more valued, help our spouse to feel more valued. But first, I want to speak to the mom that is unmarried. And just a quick reminder that anytime we're talking about marriage issues, it is something that you want to still be aware of and care about and share with your family in ways that God will reveal to you are effective so that you are valuing marriage and helping instill in your kids how to have a healthy marriage, even though you might not be in one yourself. I also want to speak to the mom whose husband might be unwilling to participate in this type of growth. And honestly, you know, if I really look at it, based on what average numbers are these days, there are going to be fewer moms who are in a marriage where their husband is willing to dig deeper and strengthen their marriage. And so it's very likely that I'm speaking to an audience with lots of moms whose husbands are just not willing to unpack this kind of more in-depth growth. And I want to speak to you for a moment that Mom, there are so many aspects of this that you can still apply to your marriage, to the way that you interact with your spouse that may even start to bring down some of those walls that are built up right now in him. Maybe he has some spiritual walls up or social walls or different reasons why he's unwilling now through the Holy Spirit and through your actions and through your prayer, it is possible for those walls to start coming down. So I would encourage you on this topic, especially, it really is something that you could implement a lot of it, whether he does or not. Let's jump right in first with a review of what we said in the earlier marriage minute. We went over two questions. What makes you feel valued by me and what makes me feel valued? So my short answer was, Rich, I feel valued by you when you say or do something that shows that you thought of me when we weren't together or that you have identified needs that I have 
and you, you're trying to fulfill those needs and you verbalize that. You know, I identify that you're feeling stressed right now and I would love to bring you some peace, that kind of thing. And my answer was, I feel valued by you when I can come through for you, when I can be your champion, when I can kind of that knight in shining armor idea, when I can uh, rescue you and bring you to a place of peace and and resolution. Now, you guys are going to have totally different answers than we have. Not every guy is going to feel valued when he can rescue someone and Not every girl is going to have my answers, but we wanted to share ours just to kind of get the ball rolling for you to be thinking about that. Now we want to take this to a deeper place and a more effective impact in your growth. So to do that, we've identified four commitments to help us value one another better. So first we'll list those four commitments and then we'll go through each one in more depth. The first commitment is... I commit to seeing your value. The second one is, I commit to expressing your value to you in ways that are meaningful to you. Then, I commit to receiving your messages of value to me. (laughs) This is all sounding so... um, Clinical? Yeah, kind of. But the application of it can be pretty impactful. So hang in there with this. This is the fourth and final one. I commit to helping you heal from your hangups that keep you from being able to receive messages of value from me. Let's take these a little deeper. Let's unpack what this means. Let's make it practical. Absolutely. So the first commitment is, I commit to seeing your value. This would be recognizing, maybe even making a list as you, you might keep a little notebook, you know, about your spouse that helps build your love for them as you identify the ways that they bring you joy or peace or fulfillment or blessing, the ways that they display that they're attempting to rescue you or serve you or times when they bring you wisdom or leadership. And this doesn't just have to be ways that you get benefit or blessing or good from your spouse. It can be that you can recognize their value that they bring to others, to the world in general, the world in general, to their friendships, to their responsibilities. Or to our family. Something that I talk about in a when I do the answering your six questions of your child's heart, when I speak at different conventions or retreats or parent workshops, I talk about how it is so bonding to find out that there's a place in our family that you fill. The things that you bring to our family that we wouldn't be the same without you. And our child knowing that, or in this case, our spouse knowing that can be very bonding to the family unit. So when I identify this is something you bring to the family that just so shapes who we are as a family when you do that. And it's a quality that perhaps is unique to you. You are the one in our family. You are the one in our marriage relationship. You are the one in most of your friendships that brings this element, whether that's joy. Uh, One of our daughters, she giggles as her first language. So she brings joy and makes others feel included. Or in our marriage relationship, 
Valerie brings wisdom and advice and kindness and leadership to some of her friends. And so there's value there. You know, I remember when one of our grown children was kind of going through a time where they were pulling away and we, we had had kind of a relationship rift that needed some healing. And during that time, at first, the family was kind of just readjusting to him not being around as much. And then God really showed me that instead of readjusting to him not being around as much, I needed to share with him how the family has a whole without him there how we are missing an integral and and necessary design of our family when we're missing him. You know, helping him know the value he brings to the family. And that was one of the things that brought some healing there. Definitely. And, And bringing this back to the marriage relationship, no doubt there are times, Valerie, when I do things that are frustrating or you know, there is some level of division or frustration between us, and your value is not always top of my mind, or my value is not always top of your mind. I know there are marriages out there where that might be the norm, and this finding value in your spouse might be tough. How can they, how can the listener start dropping those defenses and and start seeing value in their spouse. I feel like our society in general says, if I no no longer see the value you bring to me, then it's time to exit the marriage. And so one thing that we're doing here and what we're advocating here is that you make a commitment in you or between you even, I commit to seeing your value. Sometimes that has to be so intentional that it is, the feelings aren't there right now. I, I not only I don't see the value, but I'm thinking of all the ways that maybe you harm or, you know, discredit the relationship right now. So I have to make this intentional move of I'm going to identify the value you bring the world, the value God designed in you, the value that, that you bring the family or that you were designed to bring the family the value you were designed to bring to our marriage, I need to commit to start seeing those things. And prayer is an essential part of that if you're in a desert season of your marriage. The second commitment, I commit to expressing your value to you in ways that are meaningful to you. So this is displaying or showing that I value you through my actions, my attitudes, my words, Really, it is sending the message, I value you, not just you know, commitment number one is seeing it, recognizing it for myself. Commitment number two is giving it away, so to speak, making it known. One place to start with this really is asking the questions that we mentioned at the beginning of this episode and in the earlier marriage minute. Answering those questions can be super helpful in this step. If you have a spouse that's unwilling to kind of take this deep journey with you of this topic, then you're not going to have them answering that question. And you might not be able to answer that question to them. But you can still make efforts to display in your actions, your attitudes and words, I value you. I see you. I see who you were created to be. 
I am excited about who you are. And if your spouse is unwilling to participate in this vulnerable discussion, honestly, then these steps that you take to express that you see their value can perhaps start some healing, can perhaps start some lowering of the walls. So just on a practical level here, Rich, you and I, how have we changed the way that in our actions, our attitudes, and our words that we value one another? One thing that that we've done is stopped being sarcastic in our answers to each other. Actions and words are necessary. They're important. Attitudes that go along with those actions and words, you've probably heard nonverbal communication is so much more effective. So much more of our communication is actually nonverbal. So the attitude with which we say, the attitude with which we act. Or don't say. Like if you're talking and I were to roll my eyes, that's clearly an action of not valuing you and not valuing what you're saying. Or if I make a, you know, some disapproving noise response to what you're saying, then that also is an action of disapproval and lack of valuing. Right. So it has come down to just a a greater intentionality on both of our parts to be mindful of our responses to... And for sure, we're not perfect at this yet. No. Sometimes I have to say, when you said that, it felt sarcastic to me. Or, sorry, I just responded in a way that really didn't seem very valuing to you. Let me back up and try that again. Right. The third commitment is, I commit to receiving your message of value to me. We both have to choose to receive the act of valuing that the other is giving or the message of valuing that the other is sending. This may sound super clinical or really kind of ridiculous to say, I have to be willing to receive the value you're giving. I know that sounds a little bit crazy and over the top, but the fact is when I examine myself and do some self-awareness, There are a lot of times where I am not good at receiving the love that you're trying to give, internalizing it. And it can be because of past wounds from you, or it could be from self-perception of myself that has nothing to do that you didn't create, you know, that I might be struggling with on my own. But making a commitment to, you deserve for me to receive the value you're giving me. Our relationship is better when I receive the love that you're trying to give. So a commitment to receiving that love message, that value message that the other person's giving. Sometimes that means too, recognizing, you know, the way he's saying that or giving that is really not very well connected to who I actually am or, or what I, how I'd most like to receive that message. But I recognize that he is making an effort. And so I'm going to receive that as love, even though it's not my best way of, you know, feeling it. Right. Then the last one is, I commit to helping you heal from your hangups, your wounds that keep you from being able to receive my message that I value you. See, we all have hangups. 
about internalizing love and truth messages about ourselves. That's a big deal. Truth messages about ourselves. So my perception of me affects my ability to receive love from you. That's kind of crazy, but it's true. I realize that to some degree, I can't control whether you receive my messages of love or my messages that I value you. But this commitment has to do with me doing what I can to impact your ability, to impact your receptivity uh, to those messages, whether that is recognizing that you have some negative self-talk going on and speaking truth or, or motivating, helping you to recognize that in yourself as well. I would even say, which I mean, I'll say I have some deep wounds. And there are times you will display that you value me. You will express words that say that you do. And even though I know that I need to be receiving those right now, I can have a hard time with doing that. And you sense that. And I can even think just a couple days ago of you like pulling me in close and telling me in my ear, listen, don't talk back just hear me, you know, and then you, you spoke words of love over me and you spoke words of truth over me when you knew I was struggling with truths about myself. That is you displaying a commitment of helping me heal from my hangups. To a large degree, I have to be willing to heal from my hangups and you can't control that, but there are things you can do to impact that in me. And we can have conversations too. Like we could have conversations about how you were raised and maybe love you didn't receive or received in unhealthy ways. That kind Which of is going but, to be true for all of us. Right. For every one of us. Uh, it can, so it can be from the past. It can be from currently what's going on. Maybe a boss has been difficult and been creating some wounds in you that's creating some negative self-talk. Right. That is making you feel a very low value right now in you. So me giving time to our relationship to have conversations about what's going on that maybe is preventing you from receiving these acts of love that I'm giving right now. And that asking that question is far better than the temptation of course, would be to get frustrated. Why can't you just hear me? Why can't you just receive when I'm trying to show you that I really value you? Why are you resisting that? You know, that would be pretty frustrating if someone is stuck and they can't receive that. So rather than responding in frustration and just adding to a wound or adding to the lies that might be going on inside their head, then stepping back, understanding that that's coming from a place of woundedness or understanding that it's coming from a place where they need help and stepping in and, and finding ways to effectively uh, address that with truth. And all of this always boils down to a desire in each of us to help the other one be more whole. I need to be committed to my wholeness and I need to be committed to Rich's wholeness and he needs to be committed to his wholeness and he needs to be committed to my wholeness. Ideally, you know, we're not always going to be there and always get it right. 
but that would be what we're shooting for. That's the bottom line ultimate goal here. And that idea of wholeness and our commitment to one another's wholeness, of course, is another big idea, big topic. So yep. we will visit that another time. Yep. A principle for another day. Absolutely. For sure. Yes. Once again, the four commitments are, I commit to seeing your value. I commit to expressing your value to you in ways that are meaningful to you. I commit to receiving your messages of value to me, and I commit to helping you heal from your hangups that keep you from being able to receive messages of value. You know what we probably should have added along with that one is, I commit to healing from my hangups. Okay, let's pray. Let's take just a moment, and we would love to pray for you, moms, and your marriages and your families in this regard. Heavenly Father, we give you praise for uh, the way that you long to bring wholeness and healing to these families. And we just pray in Jesus' name that, that you would be on the move in the homes of and in the marriages of everyone listening. We pray, Lord, that uh, walls would start coming down, that eyes would start being opened to the value of spouses. Husbands and wives would start seeing the value of their spouse and would learn to start expressing that and that you would soften some hearts of stone out there and that those marriages and, and the healing there could then touch other lives as well. And we give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. My intentional mom friend, your family is God's masterpiece. He designed the special and unique combination of your little tribe. It's an honor to meet with you every week to help equip and encourage you in your worthy journey of being mama to your masterpiece. If this podcast is a blessing to you, won't you please take the time to share it with moms that you know. So share this podcast with a friend and then head over to practicallyspeakingmom.com to subscribe to my weekly email containing a blog post and podcast. Join me on Instagram at Practically Speaking Mom and in the private Facebook group, Intentional Mom Strong Family. See you next week.